0: Welcome to the Charity Network News Podcast, inspiring you to make the world a better place. Our host is Lex Lumiere, an award-winning therapeutic artist whose family legacy includes over a hundred years of art exhibits and providing artwork for international nonprofit fundraisers. In our show, you'll hear mind-blowing interviews from philanthropy leaders or creative souls, as well as news and insights to help you make a positive impact in your community. Now let's jump into your daily dose of juice. Please join us in creating excellence
1: Lex Lumaire. I'm a citizen artist with the U.S. Department of Arts and Culture with the People's State of the Union 2021 Poetic Address. Today we have Richard. He is an astrologer and a metaphysician. He's going to be joining us and talking to us about democracy and America and astrology 100 years from now and what he perceives is going to be happening for our country and humanity as a whole. Richard, tell us a little bit about yourself. Welcome.
2: Sure, sure. again, thank you for having me. Um, Let me say something. I grew up in Cleveland, Ohio. I'm a product of the 50s and 60s, where we had ethnic neighborhoods. Uh, It was very common, especially up north. Uh, My grandparents on my mom's side were from Italy, so we were in an Italian neighborhood, but there was a Polish, Slovenian, Jewish, German, black neighborhood all around, and in those days things were pretty well segregated. Folks stuck to what they grew up with, stuck into their their own neighborhoods, and uh, luckily, Uh, I was always the black sheep of the family with that. I always liked going to different places. Me too. Uh, I always loved seeing different ethnic, I loved the different foods, I loved the different cultural things. So I was very fluid, but I was very different than most people that um, I grew up with. And it helped me to appreciate diversity a lot Mm. more. And I know sometimes, especially, in our society now that's uh, a, a key word a lot of folks use and there's a lot of folks who don't know diversity you know there's an opposite uh, uh, end of that and part of that product of growing up in those ethnic neighborhoods there are a lot of folks that only stuck with say their own kind I, you know i hate using that word but you know that's quote
1: right very cliquish in those
2: days and uh, a very clannish very parochial and uh, we still have elements of that now but i believe it's expanded not like in the neighborhoods that i grew up with but i think it's in thought forms the way people think Mm. there are a lot of Folks who think you have to be only Republican or or Democratic, or you have to be only Catholic or Jewish or Muslim, you know they uh, they forget that we're all interconnected and we all have different things to bring to the table. Uh, we all have different things to uh, appreciate in the way we uh,
0: mm-hmm.
2: express our lives and the food. Yeah, especially, and and the food, and (laughs) at the time, and and the drinks. The weddings were were always really good. But um, we're like, I feel we're at a crossroad in our democracy right now. And there may be a tendency to go overboard to constrict that diversity or constrict that interconnection. And mm-hmm. there are folks who really want that. I, I, I think that's part of a uh, a crisis of our democracy. The people
1: and, that want the division. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And there are people that feed on it. Do you think that's, that's being historic?
1: Do you think it's the philosophy of divide and conquer?
2: Yes. Oh, without a doubt. With without a doubt. Uh, the uh, uh, all through history, it's all been chock full of examples of that. Divide and conquer. Divide and conquer. And in some ways. We're very divided as a country. We haven't, I think it's even more so than the Civil War. And at the Civil War, there was very clear lines drawn from mm-hmm. it and in terms of what people expected out of our, our, our union, our democracy. And there are folks who wanted, uh, were happy with it and decided to break away from it. It felt like they had a right, just like now, there are a lot of folks, people think they have a right to their maybe outdated or misguided or whatever opinions on all sides of the game. I I don't think anybody's right or wrong, but um, we're myopic like that, and that old classic saying really holds true, Uh, a house divided cannot stand, and we're, we're getting close to that Point. Now, how I see this in, say, a hundred years. Well, well,
1: here's my question. I just, sure, just said Yeah. we um, How did you get into astrology? Like, what was it? Oh,
2: I've always known it.
1: Like, what, how old were you when you first like, knew you kid. liked it? I was a kid.
2: It was so funny. I was a kid. I always remembered people's birthdays. And then my grandmother had this um, Zolar astrology, and we weren't supposed to read it. But I used to sneak in a room and grab it, and I always read about particular signs. And I always knew people when their birthdays were, oh, that's how they act, that's how they are. And or that was with, yeah, that's how I act. And it really made sense. And then uh, when I was in college, uh, this woman I dated uh, uh, suggested me to go to this astrologer, and she hit the nail on the head. She really knew she nailed my personality, and I tried to argue with her. I couldn't believe what she that she knew. So I started to read things to prove how wrong she was, and the more I read things, the more things made sense, and then people were asking me to do charts, and I kept delaying it. I took a class. The teacher actually said I know more than she does, and uh, one day I had 25 charts. In those days, we had to do everything with logarithms, with uh, mathematics, and I was so opposed to that, but I just sat down and I did the 25 charts. I put it on those cassette tapes uh, that we used to have, and uh, I've been doing astrology charts ever since then. Of course, now it's more. Uh, yeah, you do it full-time. Yeah, yeah, and, but that seems like it was ancient history. And I'm one of these uh, people that believe uh, energy doesn't die out, it gets transformed. And that's the basis for reincarnation that goes through with a lot of ancient uh, religions. And I know for a fact I was an astrologer involved in that kind of stuff in, in other lifetimes. I just brought it to the table now. And this one.
1: Yeah, I always found it was kind of interesting. Like you had like Vedic astrology, but then you also have. Um... The Zoroastrians, which are the oldest sure. astrology organization in the world. It's a man-only club, you know. Um, but that's fascinating to me because I first learned about it when you study the three magi right. that knew about the coming of Jesus like a thousand years before he was born. Right. And that organization has been around ever since then. Right. And I, I find that interesting because when I studied it, they were saying that uh, they were astrologers to the kings of, of Babylonia back then and and to be able to predict something mathematically and through the accuracy I thought it was it was just really fascinating
2: it it really is now remember uh, all the zodiac is is points of reference there isn't uh, uh, you know it's very uh, methodical it's Mm -hmm. very scientific it has 30 degrees for each sign but in the universe the universe is not built that way it's not it is orderly in some ways but it's not the 30 degrees and then pop you you're in another sign although the constellation of Taurus is a lot larger than any other constellation that's out there and hmm. then Virgo tends to be the smallest you know in terms of actual light year size. and uh, it's, I love it, when
1: you talk about the personalities because it's funny.
2: Yeah, and it's a good tool to understand people. Mm-hmm. It's not just your sun sign, it depends upon what time you're born. Because yeah, everyone's unique, like yeah. a fingerprint. Yeah, and then some of the BS that they used to have when people read newspapers or magazines. They always had your astrological sign for the day, you know. Mm-hmm. It's very trite, you know, very nebulous. It, it, it could fit anybody. But uh, I use astrology as a good scientific, psychological, spiritual, true uh, uh, a tool to find out who you really are and how you express yourself. The stars do not make you one way or the other. Mm-hmm. But it is a combination of things that helps determine your viewpoints, your view on life, your personality. Like uh, say if you got a tomato plant, as of today, there's a 99.9% chance when you plant a tomato plant, you're going to get a tomato out of it i don't mm-hmm. know what's going to happen with genetics in the next hundred years right. we, have, we have a tomato it's plant probably be and, all and to strawberries to like, or like something. the astronauts <laughs> yeah but uh, uh and and that's much like this now an Aquarian has a certain parameter of how they experience life you know that's just one sector one section there's moon mars venus and, Aquarius. you know and there's so many different underlying factors and think of it as like a gigantic puzzle. Astrology is part of just putting some of the pieces of the puzzle together so you have a better uh, overall view of who you are, and then you make healthier decisions. It does mean everything's right in your life, but it means your life becomes it flows more easy, you know, mm-hmm. you don't have, or you understand uh, when to work things out. You can't, uh, up north, when it's snowing, that is not a very good time to plant crops. Right. So there's a certain time period Seasons. to do something, and a certain time period not to do something. In the south, it's mm-hmm. different. You, you can do it, but it might be a certain crop. Well, it's the same thing in astrology. You know, astrology is to study there's certain time cycles that is go. It's good to do things, and there's a certain time cycle period in your life when that's a time to withdraw, and mm-hmm. it, it, to be good yourself.
1: Yeah, when I when I first learned about it, I was studying with uh, Robert Camp, and he has a book called Destiny Cards, oh, yeah. and he's part of the Zoroastrians. And it was interesting because they assign a soul number to every person. So like when people play with a normal deck of cards, that symbol of the ace of spades was actually a symbol for esoteric society. Right. right? Right. Right. And what I thought was fascinating is like the numbers, it it goes through all the numbers based on your, you know, your birth, but then it talks about your soul pattern. And I was like, this is fascinating. But then his book goes into like one year one to year 100 and then you can, like, any person in your life, whether it's your mom, your parents, your ex-boyfriend, your husband, whoever it is, you can see your connection to them in the first, like, world. did you did you have a past life with them? Were they your enemy? You know, you can see all of that. And it's absolutely fascinating that it goes through. And I think it's amazing to me how with, you know, the magi that... knowing that they could predict the coming of of the birth of Jesus that they would also suppress
2: the information well that's what happened afterwards now when it comes to the story of the Magi's uh, they were literally astrologers from Persia uh, uh, and from Egypt and they knew the cycles of the planets they knew the cycles of the universe Um, in Jewish astrology at the time of Christ's birth there was a configuration of Jupiter Saturn Mars and Venus in Aries they were on top of each other astrologers use the word conjunct and because Planets move forward and appear to move backwards, planets do not move backwards, but as you remember as a kid when we took physics, when you're in a tra- uh, traveling on a train track, two trains going the same direction and one's going faster than the other, it appears to be going backwards in the slower moving train because it takes a while to catch up. And that's what happens to the universe. Get back to the Magi's. With that configuration in Aries, Judaic astrology said that was the mark of a new king, Aries, a hmm. new ruler. Herod was a very jealous, very, very possessive ruler. He had his family killed, had his kids killed, his wife. killed all the babies. Yeah. So he... That's where the thing of the uh, of the children under from two years old uh, younger being killed because the planets went back and forth. It made a dance like that for two years, hmm. and then he wanted all the children killed. So see, the Bible gives an actual factual thing, and then that's where some religious figures. Uh, were skeptical you know or or suspicious of it and I uh, uh, if the church is so much against it uh, in Europe in some of the older churches on the left hand side you'll see astrological calendars where Mm -hmm. Christ was born in gold there's an astrological calendar around it right where the eternal flame is so Mm. that's supposed to be the work of the devil how is the astrological symbol so involved? You know, over time, things lose uh, its power or interest. And you also brought up a really good point about the playing decks. In France, uh, during the Middle Ages, the French used the tarot cards, it's a, for uh deviation, divination, and the church got upset because folks were paying attention to that. These people were telling them things out of the control of the church, so Mm. the church outlawed it. At the time they weren't very smart, but the French were, and that's where we created the playing cards. They're an outgrowth of the Tarot cards, which is an outgrowth of Egyptian cards. I mean, it, Mm. it, it goes way back. So our playing deck is derived from the tarot cards, and the church went right under the radar. They never knew what was going on.
1: It's so interesting, and it's funny that you bring that up, because the other piece I was going to mention is, like, when you're talking about Herod killing the babies, he, he, would, he tried to get the midwives, you know, to kill them, and they, could know, they couldn't do it. But he always tried to kill them as they were coming out of the birth water. And I think there's a very significant connection to water to life. Right, you know, um, without a doubt. You know, even in, a, even in like the spiritual realms. But I think that's why, like in Judaism, water is considered consider equivalent to light and to salt. So anytime you're trying to clear out entities, anytime you're dealing with anything demonic, anytime you know, they need that, they, they pull the salt and the
2: water is what they do. Now remember, uh, uh, one of the most ancient factions of Judaism uh, were the Essenes. And they were Mm -hmm. fanatic in their belief. Uh, The Jews hated them. Of course, so did the Romans. They had some crazy idea that men and women were equal. That went against Judaic thought. It went against Roman thought. Although Rome was somewhat fairer with women more than most civilizations. And the Essenes believed... uh, they did a lot. They had the baths. They were constantly purifying themselves. Mm. They were washing themselves. That wasn't a daily routine for most people at that time.
1: Well, I'm sure without deodorant, you'd probably want to bathe as much as possible right, but, after walking down the market. <laughs> but they, yeah, yeah. And
2: from our perspective, but from their perspective, they never saw that. Oh, you know, uh, They right. just thought that was a... That's just the way you do things. But the Essenes insisted on having that water and there was that connection to rebirth, to cleansing and you know, mm-hmm. it's so interconnected. It wasn't just the Essenes it goes, you know, the Greeks were like that. I mean it's all through our history.
1: Yeah, and the Essenes also from from what I understand, they were all vegetarian and they believed that uh, God was also a woman. Like they believed in the balance of male and female. When, yeah.
2: But they stressed very strongly uh, that they really believed in that constant battle of good and evil. And they believed that there were spirits who thwarted creation and that God allowed that. And they had a, uh, they called them uh, Argons or Orgons. I mean, there's so many different uh, uh, ways of saying it. And in one of the books of the Essenes, one of their prophets woke up and saw two gods and asked this one god, who are you? And he said, I am the prince of darkness. I am... Baal, and he looked like a reptilian and Mm. he says i'm the god of your fear and then there was another god and he asked uh, uh, who are you and he calls i am called the prince of light i am michael you know he had different names and he was the god of righteousness or Mm. that's good and they are they're in the Essenes, they talked about how they battle for the soul of man. Hmm. That they're very exact with it. That went against a lot of the Judaic teaching and the Roman. Right. To, so, you know, they were outcasts in, in a lot of ways.
0: hmm.
1: Kind of like Martin, you know, like the translating of the Bible into English. I mean, all of them were rebels, Jesus was a rebel.
2: Oh yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, <laughs> it's like it's like at the rebel conference.
2: And history is only written by the people that conquered. you know we, we don't know all the details of what's going on. Right, now, absolutely. I want to use that as a good uh, 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 pretext for about thinking of the future. Mm-hmm. You know, well, and...
1: before you go there, my thing to you is when you go to diversity, and when you're talking about diversity of your community and how the divide and conquer, I noticed last night Cher had posted a tweet about um, George Floyd and how her mother was watching the documentary with the police officers and stuff and how they treated him. And, you know, I responded back to her and I said, yes, how he died was unjust. I said, however, he was also the leader of an armed robbery at a pregnant woman's home where he put a loaded gun to her belly to steal cash and jewelry from her and he went to prison for that i said he did try to make up for it and when he got out he was doing work with juveniles in houston here where we live i said however karma is a shark and i said and and we see it in different aspects in many people's lives right you know and i was like so there you also see the the division because you see this huge movement coming nationwide about you know black lives matter and, and different movements like that and I think in the back yeah but there has to be a level of honesty that's there about who the people are that, that get thrown up to be idolized or worshipped right. or whatever right. um, and so I look at that like when you talk about diversity of divide and conquer of you know is that the best platform to divide communities
2: right right seeing that's always been like it, it's a fine line yes we must embrace diversity that's what we were based on But the United States was founded on white men only. I mean, that's that's what it was, people who owned property. Diverse people did not own property at that time. And it evolved, it changed uh, 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 over the centuries. And it's like this. We can get stuck in the minutia of the diversity, instead of embracing it and think of the total picture of what's really going on you talk about karma that's why we really can't judge anything because we don't know all the dynamics of what's going on
1: right well and i i look at you as being like another thing that comes up is people were talking about you know the china flu they get mad at people calling it the china flu i said well 100 years ago in 1918 it was called the spanish flu you know, and I'm part Spanish, and I don't get offended by you calling it the Spanish flu. And I said, and so I kind of feel like people get caught up in the terminology more than they get caught up in looking at a bioweapon for what it is, regardless of right. what name you put on it. And then you go back in history. You know, America was founded by Christopher Columbus. He was from Spain.
2: He was, And that, he was a Jew. That, a lot of people don't know that.
1: Right. And and the thing is, is, is he was not Caucasian. He was not white. Right. You know, so the white supremacist thing... Is not completely true. It's another narrative. What happened... And I don't know what happened all through Spanish history, but I know that the Spanish Inquisition was brutal. I know that they were very abusive to people in those trials. And you have a whole Spanish fleet coming to America, dealing... You know, they're the Spanish enslaved the Apache Indians. I'm part Apache. You know, my father is French. They went to war with the French, you know. And I look at, like, Romans 8, 28, where things where you know, things can come good, good can come out of situations where there seems like a lot of darkness. And I don't know all the intricacies there, but I know that the Spanish had to have their own karma for what they did and how they treated people, for it to flip in history and become a predominantly Anglo-Saxon community.
2: Right, right. And follow that logic of what you're saying, that's part of the karma that we have to deal with now. Now Mm -hmm. I can explain this astrologically. When the United States was physically founded in 1976. The planet Pluto was, I I think it was 28 degrees cancer. Next year, it's gonna go exactly back to 28 degrees. It's called the Pluto cycle. It takes 248, 250 years. And in that cycle, what we created how the United States was founded on slavery mm-hmm. that's gonna come back the karma of that's gonna come back taught us we have to look at what we've done right not just white America but America period mm-hmm. we, we were founded on taking advantage of uh, the slaves, taking advantage of the American Indians, taking advantage of women. And, uh, you know, that was written into our, our laws. And that's, going, that's coming back to us. It's, it's already uh, coming back to us. And that's what we're going to have to take a look at. Mm-hmm. A hard look at it emotionally karmically and, and mentally.
1: Yeah, like the spiritual lessons that wrap around of that. And that's another thing that I found was really interesting is when you study slavery, even though we have all this history in America and England has its own history with the slave trade. Um, if you, there's a really great film called Amazing Grace. If you ever get a chance to see it, it's only on like a PBS film. But it's amazing about the historical story and how that was stopped by two young boys that grew up together um, who got mentored by the master of a slave ship that became a monk. You know, and it's shown the transformation of him and how he influenced their lives. But what I think is even more interesting than that is that Britain didn't start the slave trade. It was Portugal and, yeah. and slash Brazil, right? And that's so suppressed in history that no one's like, Wait, did the brown people sell everybody? Yes they did. Because right. the truth is is when you went to war with people, if you lost the war, you lost the battle, you were enslaved. You would either be used for labor, you would become an indentured servant. You, you would just be, right. you know, held captive in whatever ways that meant.
2: Now, you bring up a really interesting point. Uh, astrologically, of course, uh, England has been around much longer. And England already has had three of these Pluto returns. You could look up in history the date of its second Pluto returned because Pluto deals with slavery, things that are hidden, power, manipulation, control. England instituted slavery. Hmm. In its second return, (laughs) it ended it. It's Ah. very interesting how it followed its astrological, and they actually took responsibility for
0: it.
2: Recently, a document in England was found from the Church of England because during slavery, someone wrote uh, uh, the Bishop of Canterbury. How can that be Christian putting people in slavery? Mm -hmm. They have the actual letter and the document respond that they declared Africans were only half human. They weren't human. Hmm. And that was the justification they used to do what they did. And then even in the United States, what was it, three-fourths of a, a, a person? in, in Like
1: property, like, right. you know, the Nation right. of
2: Islam's view on women. Right. So Very similar. those things all the way across the board, most nations were bit built on some type of conquering some type of uh, because you needed a labor a, force aggressive, uh, and uh, they had enslaved uh, a, a lot of folks clear across the board Africans did that to other Africans in in the Aztecs did that to so many other tribes mm-hmm. uh, in Central and South America and that's part of our negative human characteristic. Of dominating and controlling and that's where right now it's changing because a lot of folks are trying to get out of that paradigm uh, thinking and trying to include meaning embrace other sexes other religions other nations now I'm not saying that's the answer for everything, but our consciousness is changing. Mm-hmm. But we're still, we still have institutions. Slavery is still going on. It's not just the sex slave that uh, 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 people don't like talking about. How many people are enslaved to their job? How many people are enslaved to earning money? How many people are enslaved in uh, some ways that?
1: Yeah, to anger or bitterness.
2: Yeah, or to you know, drugs or alcohol, or, or religion. Slavery is still going on, but it has a different head than what, what right. it did before. Different but snake. it still is the same effect.
1: Mm-hmm. No, or even cycles of emotional or mental abuse in a family. Right. Yeah, Ooh. that's all the type of slavery.
2: It whatever stops you from being free. Whatever stops you from being star the God that we really are which all the great teachers have always said there's always people go yeah God's in you if you do X plus Y if you do this if you give this They always put stipulations God does not put stipulations on anything man does and Mm. and that's what uh, uh, I truly believe and science is starting to say this that uh, we are multiple dimensional beings Mm -hmm. we are um, uh, there's multiple universes Uh, there's so much evidence now in physics saying this is a hologram so that means somebody created that hologram Mm -hmm. there are folks that say it's extraterrestrial I think it's part of that universal consciousness of God for lack of a better word. I mean, uh, I don't think we can really comprehend God. We try to make that human and it's not human. It's, it's universal. And I really believe uh, we're at a crisis point because like this uh, and our democracy is at a crisis point, And that's part of being this multiple universe we're in we have multiple time lines, Mm -hmm. Einstein proved uh, time is not linear, our logic, uh, academia minds thinks it's linear, you know, you go from zero to 2021, well we used to reckon time differently, some cultures used a 13 month cycle, you know, it's all through history, right, and So these timelines, when we talk about the United States of democracy in the next hundred years, I think there is a negative, robotic, uh, uh, some people call it reptilian, I could call it non-emotional, non-human timeline that wants us like ro- robots where mm. we are controlled. Uh, we are controlled in a lot of ways by our computers and cell phones, I mean it's already going on, but even more so.
1: Oh right, as they weaponize, I think they're gonna right. be weaponizing uh,
2: drones. Oh, they, they and already are. They've it, already
1: weaponized the little baby robots, yeah, you know. It, it,
2: they already are. Uh, uh, there's some leaked information. Uh, there are people that are trying to give us We live in a, uh, it's called democracy, we're really not. We really live in a uh, government that believes denial and control. Uh, It it tries to keep us in the dark of Mm -hmm. extraterrestrial life or different type of life. But there are people that have been involved with that since the 40s they're dying and they're wanting to tell the truth of what they really know. There are extraterrestrials, there is different ways, we do have uh, free energy Uh, and there are some people that are trying to break away from that and telling us what's going on Mm -hmm. and that's the other timeline where we get our independence we accept that power within us the government is not going to save us the church is not going to save you aliens are not going to save us we are responsible for our own lives not in a selfish way but we have to accept our own inner power right that's that other timeline.
1: and the development of our own communities
2: humanity is not guaranteed if we think we've only been around here for 6,000 years, we're out of our mind. Humans have been here for hundreds of thousands of years. Look at all the buildings that are 50, 60,000 mm-hmm. years. We weren't monkeys and trees like academia wants us to believe. Right. we had civilizations and they've and the died off. the temples in
1: India, yeah. They actually have temples in the mountains in India, right, which are right. fascinating, in Malaysia. Yeah, and there's and technology
2: that they use that we do not have presently. But our arrogancy thinks we are. And our Mm. arrogancy is what can destroy us. We do have a timeline. In 100 years, we could be wiped out. Um, This has happened before.
1: Especially with, when you think about the pandemic. So like, you look at COVID-19 and the government's response to the pandemic. But to me, it's a bioweapon. And that is someone China trying yeah. to play God in a laboratory and whip something out. And I'm waiting for them to, in a way, they open Pandora's box. Luckily, we have enough science to counteract it, but there will come a point when they will rip something out. And I'm hoping when they open Pandora's box, it just wipes them off the planet so they can't do it anymore. <laughs> you yeah. know, now like, look, what,
2: look what has happened all through our history. There's another pandemic. It's always something. Right. The swine. And, and then it was the thing, and, and then it was the AIDS. And it, you know. There's no
1: vaccine for AIDS.
2: We and you all don't have get, to wear a
1: mask for that. Yeah. You just have to wear a condom.
2: Yeah, yeah. same thing, you mask <laughs> right. something else. And, you know, we're, the mind is always creating uh, a more deadlier disease. And we have help in it. There are people that, you know, biologically create these things. And it's always the bubonic plague. When you read the history of the Paponic Plague, there are in Germany, France, Italy, they, and even in India and China, they often say these entities dressed in black, they had some type of instrument, and that's where we get the sickle from, but they had this instrument that was spreading death. It could have been extraterrestrials, or people that had access to technology that we don't know mm. about and trying to wipe out parts of the civilization but look every time there was the bubonic plague Spanish influenza many people were wiped up wiped off the planet but then we had a great revival
1: yeah like the roaring the, and 20s that's what's
2: going on now that
1: came out of right, 1918 right and flu. out
2: of the bubonic plague came the renaissance and right. i really believe that is one timeline that we could go through
1: well i think it and then what it did was the pandemic regardless of what type of pandemic it is it makes people appreciate life more Right, with right. a greater sense of gratitude, you know right. that oh, I'm not immortal, right. and I only have so much time.
2: Right, and you always have these people that will uh, uh, take advantage of it, make money, and there will always have these people that will complain and bitch about it uh, all the time too. It's mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah that you know live in fear and see that's those two different timelines I I don't think anything's written in stone but I believe it's your consciousness that determines which timeline or which path or how you're going to create this reality Mm -hmm. for this next chunk of time and for the next hundred years you know, I I think we're studying oh and I just saw I love this. Uh this latest information, it was out of the University of Chicago. It's they're called zombie cells. Now they have and (laughs) I I, I saw it when the we always saw when the brain dies, the person dies. Mm. You know, the heart could die but the brain can still go on. Now There's scientific proof that brain cells, there's a certain brain cells, live after the body is dead, after the brain dies, after the heart dies, and they can live from 12 to 24 hours, and there's the scientific proof that they Mm. grow, Mm. so they're saying, don't quite understand but it could be related to our consciousness
1: yeah it's It's not just your
2: brain it's your consciousness and that's what continues you know some people call that reincarnation or you know there's different terms for it but it's that consciousness that accesses <laughs> you to those different dimensions those different realms those different universes mm-hmm. and it's your consciousness that will determine which timeline you go through
1: Does fascinating yeah and it, you know since humanity is leaning into like this environmental movement and has beginning to build sustainable housing I'm waiting for it to become like instead of how we've designed in the past, like, uh, the gentleman that does the Earthships, they he builds. their are 100% solar power, right, rain right. capture. They feed a family of four right. on a hundred dollar annual utility right. bill. Just phenomenal housing. I'm waiting for us to make it more mainstream. Right. To have walk into a sustainable house that looks right. like a forest, or right. you know, to make it affordable for people, so that we can choose a consciousness that sustains not just our own abundance or our own you know financial benefit or selfishness, but a consciousness that embraces all of. You know the animal kingdom and the wildlife that we're responsible for shepherding, and kind of puts us on a path to sustainability, to where we harmonize with the earth rather than like fighting.
2: See, that's where the earth is rebelling, and it's not just uh, people agenda to wipe off the uh, people of the planet. We have way too many people that what is sustainable for uh, life. We haven't been very good stewards of Earth. For the past couple hundred years and the earth's rebelling if you notice there's a lot more earthquakes a lot mm. more volcanoes and the earth is going to shift a little bit and lands will go up and down it's part of its cycle uh, uh, anyway and we have a, a shift of consciousness with that um, we are not going to be able to have things the way things were no it, it's not happening uh you uh, like christ once said you can't put new wine into old glass." we have these structures that are still old way of thinking
0: mm-hmm
2: And we're thinking if we hold on to it with a different way of thinking, maybe it'll work. It's not. It's never going to work. It's not going to sustain itself. We have to get rid of the structures. It doesn't mean get rid of everything, destroy everything, everything's bad or wrong. But some of the structures no longer work and we have to redo them. But it's going to be a process of time. You know, right. it can't just be wham, bam, thank you, be.
1: Well, and I think, you know, like when I think about China, I think about the enslavement of their labor forces. They would never publicly come out and admit that. But I also look at they consume so much raw goods because you know their country, their homeless population is the size of the United States.
2: Their and, army is as large as the population of the United States.
1: Right, and and they have made some very aggressive moves during the pandemic, and what I find fascinating is we still have a lot of celebrities and a lot of people who their brands are dependent on manufacturing goods through China, China sure. and supporting a communist country keep their people enslaved. And I think that's a mentality that has to change, that we can have the products and we can have the goods, but we have to do it from a social responsible standpoint that empowers all
2: communities. Right. You're, which stays very real. But we also have to look at ourselves. The mm-hmm. United States we've done a very good job of enslaving other people. Look how we have manipulated other people's economies we've gone in you know uh, uh, we we claim that legally we can't do it but we've done it on the slide we've taken over countries we interfered with Canada's election uh, we haven't been very good stewards it's better for us to see the eye of other people we haven't taken responsibility, responsibility for yeah. our own, fear our own manipulation, our own way. And it's coming to roost with us because our kids aren't buying it like we used to. There's a right. movement of anti capitalism. That is anti everything that we stand for.
1: Yeah, and information is right. coming
2: in like and it's like non stop. It's it's changing and that's it's an ongoing thing.
1: Right. The, and I and I also look at the fact that like with the immigration on the border with all the children when while the children were put in those reserves and they were dying and no not even a senator could go in and walk the facility and I thought, okay, that's not America and that's not okay because we've always had safeguards to protect people even in captivity. You have human rights. And the fact that no one could tour those facilities, what I was looking at is they were freaking out about these kids not having parents. I'm like, we have medicine. We can DNA swab them, match their parents, and start getting people home.
2: But we did it. Right. So now how have we enslaved people? I mean, we've taken away the rights of people in some ways. But, see, we don't realize the greater law is we're taking away our rights. We have become less human for what we've done to other people. Mm -hmm. And there's a karmic law. Whatever you do, it will come back to you. Like what we did to slaves I I, I've heard this years ago. Whatever you try to conquer, Mm -hmm. and whatever you do conquer, will eventually conquer you.
1: Right, absolutely. And I really
2: believe there's certain element. So uh, you know, look how many people we've conquered. Uh, We are no longer a democracy. We are an empire. How many uh, countries have we have our military bases on? Now Mm -hmm. we give lip service to saying. We're not an empire but we are and mm-hmm. when you look through history we are involved how many revolutions have we been involved with how many things have we done on the side mm-hmm. through central america south america how many uh, uh people who don't support us politically, we've gotten rid of. We've done the same thing Rome did. We've done the same thing the UK did. And where is the British Empire now? Where is the Roman Empire now? Where is the French Empire now? Every empire has its cycle.
1: Right. And there is a new,
2: instead of thinking in terms of new empire, thinking of new world, not in the New world order that the negative wants us to have, to have centralized government, which would not be uh, democratic, but um, to have a new world order where we do honor women or do honor diversity. It's not an issue. You don't have to bring it up where Mm -hmm. we are working together to strive to make this a better planet where we work with Earth instead of trying to control her or dominate her
1: teamwork makes the dream work but you know a long time ago like 100 200 years ago we had what's called protecting the commons and that was areas that were shared between countries like so the water is considered the common right. the ocean the atlantic okay. ocean the pacific ocean the waterways that run between countries were considered the commons and they were always to be protected and now we've poured like millions of tons of plastic in it and it's like can we just go back to glass because glass worked and we need to look at i think internationally what really has worked and benefited society versus just trying to make a profit
2: see but the sad thing is is there's within uh, uh, I I don't think it may be elected officials but there is a black uh, uh, underground uh, 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 part of our government that has free energy has cures to cancer Mm -hmm. and uh, uh, we have sustainable where you 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 don't have to use oil or gas they already have that but anytime anybody brings it up they're either commit suicide or killed or bought out and it's like I think we have to forgive those people that have done that. That's the first step. And then maybe some of them will start revealing more information. Maybe some Mm. of them will start, maybe they'll make it easier. There is a uh, clause. I don't don't think Donald Trump had anything to do with it. I, I, I don't know where it came from. But in this COVID bill that was passed, 180 days from that signing, the Defense Department has to reveal, and it was so odd in a COVID bill that was part of this uh, 800 page deal, has to reveal extraterrestrial threats to the United States government. Wow. It, that is so odd. Well, to the public, that's
1: odd, but in medicine, it is not odd, because in medicine, we have, we actually have, there's doctors who have databases that identify when extraterrestrials attach to the HEF, the human energy field, which is what we call it in science, and in church, you call it the soul, but we, there's actually medical documentation of that.
2: See, there's something going on there. I, I think there's a battle within our control system. I think there really are folks who want to divulge what's really going on. And I think those people, there are people that want to keep it the way it was, you know, uh, keep the stock market, keep the control and all that. And uh, maintain
1: and, the industry that And there's cracks profit. in that.
2: There's really cracks in that hole.
1: Mm-hmm. And,
2: we can go one way or the other. I, I don't think anything is written in stone.
1: So what did you think of the COVID-19 response in your community and how do you think the government could do it better in the future? Uh, see,
2: I I, I I, still really believe it was uh, man-made, contrived. I think everybody acted out the way they really thought they were doing the right thing, mm-hmm. you know. I would have liked to seen more of an acknowledgement of it and take control of it in some ways. I know I took my own precautions. Uh, I also know that, I mean, I got it, but I also know that uh, uh, about my life force, I have that ability to heal and, and go beyond uh, some of that. Uh, the government, uh, I think that's... Part of what happens, there's a negative agenda. There's a negative group of folks who create a problem, and then they create a solution. Like disaster-based economy. Yeah. yeah. And profiteering. Yeah. Right. Right. And to exactly and to uh, make their control more. And, and it's mm-hmm. been that way. World War One, World War Two. Trans. Uh, I mean the. Uh, uh, Twin Towers, all through history, yeah. Vietnam—it's—it's it's all but that Contrive something, play both sides, make a big problem, make and then a come profit. up with solution, and make a big profit, play mm-hmm. both sides, and then come up with a solution to control us.
1: Yeah, you see that domination come over retail, and you know small mom and pop businesses, a lot of restaurants didn't survive.
2: Um, but a lot have. I mean, and we, but some have, people have you know, reinvented but, themselves.
1: Right. And that's, that's the blessing of the pandemic right. is you've had to reinvent yourself right. and your right. work. Right. Right. So my name is Lex Lumaire. I'm with the U.S. Department of Arts and Culture as a citizen artist. And I am with Richard. He is an astrologer. And he is going to read his People State of the Union 2021 Poetic Address.
2: Uh, from 100 years, you know, uh, because of the multiple universes, multiple dimensions, I truly believe we got timelines and we got a, a negative and that's where it's more robotic, less human. Earth can't sustain itself, can't sustain the present life. And then I also believe that we have that other timeline which I choose to experience I want to be a champion of and that's where humanity thrives yes everybody knows there's going to be less people uh, in the future we can't sustain the life that that we have now but I think we're going to learn to become better custodians of earth and in doing that I also believe we're gonna get back to more of a feminine, more of a receptive, more balanced male and female. And we're getting back into the 13 signs of the zodiac. And I saw a recent uh, calendar, uh, an atomic calendar, that got back into the 13 month cycle, where Hmm. January 1st will always be on a Sunday. And like every twelve years there's just one extra day added. And it's mm. very scientific and it gets more in the cycles of of the moon. And I really believe that's where we're gonna have a lot more of a balanced male female energy.
1: That's brilliant. Thank you. Especially from understanding it at a different perspective. That's what I appreciate about you. I know you're very gifted intuitively. Thank you. And I just want to say thank you for your time. You're welcome. And for being here today and sharing your vision. Thank you for having me.
0: Thanks for listening to Charity Network News with Lex Lumiere. If you like our show and want to know more, check us out online. Or please leave a review. Join us again next week, until then, focus on creating solutions and making a positive impact in the world with your presence. Be kind, volunteer, pay it forward and keep shining your love light.